Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week, we are talking about our E3 predictions for Dragon Quest. And a lot of this is kind of following up from what was revealed or not revealed uh, during the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary live stream. So if you haven't watched that live stream already, then... Uh, we'll try to fill you in in this episode. Probably going to be a few story spoilers for some of the other Dragon Quest games as well, just as we're speculating and making predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just consider yourself warned for today's episode. I also want to mention, before we get too far into it, that we're pre-recording this episode. Uh, so I, I have some personal stuff I got to take care of, so I'm going to be out this week. So we're pre-recording this episode, which means... That some of this information might be out of date, hopefully not, by the time it airs, just because it's, it's going up before E3, but maybe Square Enix or Dragon Quest reveals something right. in between this time. So so there could be some, some things that you guys listening know already that Austin and BJ in the past don't know about. Yeah, and so we appreciate your uh, kindness and not yelling at us on the internet for that uh really quickly too we forgot this uh in last week's episode but we do have a brand new patreon patron who needs a real nice thank you from bj thank you joseph swafford this is your song and thank you now joseph swafford is so awesome he patroned us now thank you yeah uh a, thank you, Joseph. B, I feel like my eardrums are bleeding a little bit now. I hope they are. That's 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 what I'm going for here. Uh, it's only for you. Thanks. Yeah. I actually like that though. Maybe maybe there's something to this. Maybe you just need to sing a thank you to every new patron we get from now on. Maybe so. Um, because that was nice, and, and people seem to like your your shameless self promotion songs. Yeah, they seem to for some reason. I don't understand. <laughs> Whenever you were out and there were lots of guests on the show, a lot of people, that was like the one thing that almost everybody asked. They were like, hey, can I do the shameless self-promotion song? <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. I don't know. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about some E3 predictions uh, coming up. First one that I would like to touch on is something that you and I expected to happen at Dragon Quest 35th anniversary live stream. It's something that I was listening to a Slime Times episode on it. Everybody in that episode, there were like nine people in that episode, and all of them were predicting Infinity Strash was going to for sure be shown during that presentation as well. And so, but then everybody was wrong. They didn't even like touch on it. What's it called? Like X-Cross or whatever? Crossblade? Uh, game. I can never remember. Yeah, that was mentioned briefly in like the Japanese only p- portion, but Infinity Strash, who knows? And so because of that, I think E3 is definitely when we're seeing Infinity Strash. I mean, it's got to be, right? Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. I can't I can't think of any reason why it's not if it, I don't know. I'm if they don't it <sighs> They've pushed so much out of it before, like out on it. Like, uh, I don't, why, why not E3 if they didn't do it at the 35, the 35th anniversary? Yeah. And I'm also, I'm pretty sure somebody can fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure 
whenever Infinity Strash was first announced, it was announced for a late 2021 release. They and they did and it was console, but they didn't reveal what consoles. Right. And so assuming that COVID did not push that back because I mean, let's be honest here. COVID has pushed like pretty much everything back at least a little bit. Right. Assuming that didn't impact it too much. I have to assume that infinity strash is still coming out this year. And because they haven't shown anything for it yet, I think E3 is going to be where we see a lot more of the gameplay, a deeper dive into it. And also a, a release date. I would love that because I'm really, really hoping it's a simultaneous release and we're going to actually get to play it. Yeah. Like I'm if, hoping we get to soon. Like if there's, if there's like a big preview for it and then it's like November 2nd, 2021, then I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd just be like, okay, right. yep. That makes sense. If they don't show anything for, for infinity strash, that's where I will be surprised. And I'll be like, what's going on with this game? They're just turning it into a Dragon Quest uh, Treasures spinoff as well. It's gonna they might be. <laughs> Dragon Quest Die Treasures. That's just going to be like what they do with all of their like troubled development games from now on. It's like... It's just turn them into Treasures games. Just, turn them uh, into Treasures spinoffs. <laughs> yeah. Man, if only they would do that for uh, Final Fantasy games like the remake where uh, whenever there's trouble like that, instead of putting Namira on it, they just make it a game people like would actually remember and want to play. <laughs> we've hated on tetsuya namira for two episodes in a row now so probably more than that like let's let's be honest it comes up pretty often and everyone knows that we hate him anyway infinity strash uh, let's do like let's do the same thing that we did for the dragon quest 35th predictions where we give okay. it a one to ten scale here infinity strash i gotta go with a 10 there's just no way i mean it's gotta be at e3 yeah, it, if it's not, there's something severely up with development, given how much they pushed it early on when uh, when they were doing the entire like everything was die. If they don't show it, then like it's a 10 for me, a nine or a 10. And it is right there. If they don't show it, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, something's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Dragon Quest Treasures. We, we mentioned that just a second ago. So I want to talk about that one because. I have a pretty big theory about Dragon Quest Treasures. Okay. And right. I think. I think we're going to see more of it at E3. And I think the reason for that, for people who, who maybe aren't up to speed on this, and this may be old news now at this point. So, But at this point in time, okay, the, the long-rumored, often-sought Nintendo Switch Pro is allegedly being announced before E3 so mm -hmm. that game devs can show off their Switch games using the Switch Pro 4K stuff, right? Right. I think Treasures may be one of those games where it was, you know, revealed, announced here at the 35th live stream as the Treasure spinoff. And then I could see it E3 where they run it on Switch Pro and all that. And we get to see more of it because right. I have to assume that Dragon Quest Treasures is a Switch game. I would assume like it kind of looks like a Switch game. It has that aesthetic that Switch gamers tend to really like. So I'm I'm assuming like when I saw it, it just kind of uh, stuck out to me as being a primarily Switch game. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be PS4 or PS5 as well, like Builders is. But I kind of uh, expect it to be a primarily Switch for a while, or uh, at least that's what they're showing off. Back when we thought it was a Monsters game, because that's what they announced it as, yeah. uh, then then I was for sure thinking, okay, it's probably only for Switch just because, you know, all the other Monsters games have been on like Nintendo handheld consoles. Uh -huh. So it seemed like Switch was where that one was going as well. But 
but yeah, I really don't know. I think I think Treasures has to at least be on Switch, even if it is on other consoles. And so my theory for Treasures is that it's one of those games that that is going to be previewed uh, using Switch Pro hardware at E3, mm-hmm. and that that's uh, that that's where that's going. But we'll see. So Switch, so Switch Treasures, Dragon Quest Treasures uh, at E3. What what are you thinking of that one? Probably a six or a seven. Like I'm I'm not holding out. I'm not holding my breath for it, but I can also see it being a very likely, uh, very likely candidate. Let's say a seven. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm at about a seven as well. I think other than like the whole Switch Pro theory, I also think it's one of those games that, you know, they announced it back in 2018. Other than saying, hey, we've run into development problems. That was really the only news we were given since it was revealed yep. in late 2018. And so I think summer 2021 seems like, even with development problems, I mean, it's almost been three full years since people have known of its existence. And yep. so I think we've really got to start getting some more information on this game. And I think I think it was a good call introducing it and showing its rebranded title uh, during the 35th live stream. I think that was a good call. But I also think it's going to be a good call for them to follow up on that and show more at E3 this year. Yeah, actually show what the treasure hunting is in it and how it's changing and how it actually will will impact the gamers. Uh, people who are looking forward to it as monsters and just people who are learning about it for the first time. Yeah. Then we have something that was also missing from the 35th anniversary presentation, which is the Zenithia trilogy ports that we don't know exist, but everyone really, really wants. I said in our 35th predictions episode that I could see that being an E3 thing instead of a 35th live stream thing. And I'm going to stick with that answer here. I think, especially considering it wasn't shown at the live stream, <laughs> I think I think if it's happening this year, we're going to see it as part of Square Enix's presentation or it would appear during Nintendo's presentation, kind of like the uh, the Urgic trilogy uh, right. premiere during the Direct where mm-hmm. it's like where it's that kind of thing and it's only coming to switch like the Urgic trilogy did which doesn't surprise me well i i should say it wouldn't surprise me if that happens because of also the the three remasters outside of being on mobile are also on a Nintendo a Nintendo console so they redid those put them on the 3DS or well the DS and uh if they do it it'll probably be switch just like the originals like you said i'm at a 5 on this one though i'm not sure if they're going to do it I haven't, other than fan rumors and hope, I haven't seen anything. So maybe, but I don't know. I'm not holding out. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty mid-level as well. I think I'm going to go with a, a six, just slightly above yours there, just because it seems stupid <laughs> <laughs> for them to just flat out not do it at all. Like it seems like, and I know I've heard that the Erdrick trilogy on Switch did not, do as well as as maybe Square Enix and Nintendo hoped they would do mm-hmm. um which could be why Zenithia trilogy hasn't uh come out yet but still it's one of those things that just like I could totally see happening at maybe during the maybe during Nintendo's presentation where they're you know they've got their sizzle reel going and they're showing off all this stuff just like with the Urgic trilogy where they show the Zenithia trilogy stuff, like kind of sandwiched in bigger announcements. Yep. I could totally see that happening. So I'm going to go with the six just because fans really seem to want it. And like, I just, 
it seems like it's got to happen, at least in Japan. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the Switch is huge there, and so is Dragon Quest. So it seems like they would at least have it released there, even if it's not a global thing. But anyway. and and the originally with the Erdrick trilogy that they did for the Switch, there was an Asian physical release of it that we were able to get through. I know Play Asia is where I got mine. But maybe that'll be the same case with this if they do a digital one only in the uh, West and then we'll be able to grab the uh, more expensive uh, trilogy version from uh, from an import store. Yeah, that, that would be that's my that, hope that that also had an English language option. It did. Like, like it also had English in it. So that's what I haven't opened mine because I have uh, digital copies as well because, you know, support. Support Dragon Quest, but uh, I I really hope that there if they do that, obviously that there will be English because you know not reading Japanese is kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> Other things that we may or may not see at E3, going back to the 35th anniversary presentation, uh, I guess we got to talk about that Dragon Quest Three remake. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah, that's that's it. Like it looks so good. Like, I think it's really pretty. The chances that we'll see part of it at E3 are pretty high, in my opinion, yeah. because it seems like that's what everyone is excited about at this point. So I'm going to say an eight on that one, that even though they showed up quite a bit, not quite a bit, but you know what I mean? They showed a decent amount as a teaser. I think we'll see a little bit more on uh, on E3 during one of the presentations, probably the Square Enix one. Yeah. I think there's a good chance we'll see it. Like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to guess a 10 on this one as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like you said, everybody's excited about it, except for me. (laughs) It's true. There is one other person on Twitter who told me they also felt the same way I did. So I am not alone. There are at least two of us out there. Um, Other people on Twitter definitely told me I was wrong. They were nice about it. (laughs) (laughs) They were nice about it. And I knew people were going to call me out on it because everybody loves this thing. So I I knew it was going to happen, but they were nice about it. But anyway, um, I'm going to say it's a 10 just because it is kind of this popular thing. A lot of people are excited about It's getting a lot of attention. Right. Uh, I don't know that we'll see anything new necessarily uh, so much as just the s- same stuff from the 35th presentation, because some of the stuff you have to keep in mind that the Dragon Quest live stream, especially for a Western audience, it is still pr- like a pretty niche thing to be looking at. And so yeah. unless people are getting their information, you know, secondhand from like news outlets and stuff, then a lot of people like casual fans and just, you know, casual gamers in general may not know about this stuff yet. And so I think we'll at least see the same stuff from the 35th presentation at E3. Oh yeah. Just because it's a, it's a wider audience, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there was a lot of people watching the, the dragon quest 35, but mostly Japan. So for E3 in the West, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. When you have you have thousands of people watching the Dragon Quest live stream in America. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have millions of people watching E3. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's why that's why I'm a 10 with DQ3 remake is because they're definitely going to show it, I feel like, even if it's just the same thing that that we've already seen at the live stream. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh Dragon Quest 12. That's my <laughs> same my same answer there. I think it's a 10 because right. they're not going to go E3 without showing off Dragon Quest 12 for the people who didn't watch the live stream. Like right. that's just not going to happen. So Dragon Quest 12 is definitely a 10 for me. The biggest question, I guess, is will we see anything new for Dragon Quest 12? 
It's a 10 for me as well for the same reason. It's like you're not going to not show your new flagship uh, teaser at least a little bit. Yeah. And I think that I'm I'm expecting a little bit of gameplay or some kind of announcement at E3 because it's E3 and it might be on the Switch Pro hardware. That might be something that they're showing off on that to show the difference in 11S to show how what 12 is doing. Like I could totally see that happening. Yeah, I've wondered I've really wondered about that as well because we know it's a simultaneous global release and I'm thinking Dragon Quest 12 will definitely be a PS5, probably PS4 as well, but PS5, probably PS4 Switch release mm-hmm. initially. With 11S coming out on Game Pass and out for Xbox, though, I wouldn't be surprised if it's also if they do a Kingdom Hearts 3 thing where it's like it's released on on Xbox as well at the same time. Yeah. So I'm pretty hopeful that Dragon Quest 12 is since it's simultaneous, since it's global, I also kind of expect it to be like on all platforms. Right. Um, maybe not Stadia, but like in terms of like PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, I think it's gonna, I think that's gonna all be covered here. And for a game like this, it, it, I agree with you. I think it's one of those games that, that if this whole Switch Pro thing, you know, happens, I think that's where they're gonna show footage from it um and and show it running on on different platforms i think i'm with you though i think we're going to see a little bit extra now i think i think from a marketing standpoint it's pretty clever for you just to reveal the logo at the end of the live stream like they did because that gets hype and it also kind of dominates the news cycle for dragon quest (laughs) for a little while and then Right as that momentum is going down, almost not quite a month later, what, like three weeks later? Uh, three weeks. I after, don't know. Yeah, like three weeks after the fact, then you, you know, you increase that hype even more by showing a little bit more than just a logo. So, like, from a marketing standpoint, all of that makes a lot of sense. Did you give a number rating for how likely you think it'll be that new footage will? New footage, I'm going to yeah. go with a 7 or an 8. Just 12 in general is a 10. Okay, yeah. That, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. I think, yeah, 10. 10 for just, yes, Dragon Quest 12 is going to be shown. But I'm like, I'm probably like an 8 as well for uh, new footage. Something. I think, it's re- I think it's really likely. Yeah, even even if it's just, you know, brief little hero reveal. I, I think it's we're going to see... A little something else. Maybe it's even just a bunch of additional voiceover stuff. Because even the logo reveal didn't give us a whole lot to go Mm-mm. on. So even if it's more just like voiceover stuff to kind of give us a you know hints about the story and world, um, I could see that being a thing as well. Really, really hoping for a hero reveal just from like a personal, <laughs> just a personal perspective. Like I'm just like I'm really dying here to see like a Dragon Quest twelve. Uh, hero characters kind of reveal. You know, we didn't talk about it last time that I can remember, and you know how my memory is. Um, but uh, we didn't talk about it when we were talking about 12. But with the darker aspect that they're going for, I wonder if when, if we get a reveal uh, and why it's darker, I wonder if we could actually be doing what they thought, what the fans thought 11 was doing in terms of playing the villain. Yeah. That if we're going to have a sympathetic villain and don't realize it until about midway through. Yeah. 
Were you reading my Discord predictions on Geek to Geek? No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the other day I was in there with a few people and we were ta- just making like DQ12 predictions. And uh, and that's what I said. I said, because Yuji Hori said it wants to be based around like choices, but it's, yeah. big, it's bigger than just choosing your bride like in five. Uh-huh. And so, so my thing is that you get to choose if you want to be the hero or the villain, where it's like a, it's almost like a Bioware type right. dealio, where it's like, there's there's two paths you can go down and your choices turn you into a villain or into a good guy and you get to decide because that would go with Yuji Hori's whole choices thing mm-hmm. but it would also I mean that would also make it darker and it would also yeah, be make a, it a lot darker and it would be a big change to the series it would I'm really kind of hoping that's what it is uh because that would just be really fun to be able to uh, play the uh, the the villain in a DQ game because they're just so uh, 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 megalomaniacal and and out there and and caricatured in terms of that, so it'd be fun. I would play as the hero. It's hard for me to play as villains, even in video it is games. Lately, I don't know why. Like like any game I've ever played in my entire life where you could be a villain. Like I always went with a good guy because it's really hard to just be mean to these people, especially like really nice NPCs where you have to like kill them or just be a huge jerk the whole time to like go down that villain path. Like it's just hard for me to do that. (laughs) It's really funny in uh, the old Republic. It was, I I played pure evil going through it. My first time, the old Republic, the MMO uh, with my Sith uh, inquisitor that I played pure evil all the time. And that's what it was, was just you looking at somebody, them doing something minor around you. And it's like, ah, force lightning. And then you kill them with it. And uh, then I played through others and I'm like, I feel bad about killing all those people now. And uh, but I wonder if I could do it in a Dragon Quest game because it's actually been years and years and years and years, maybe near a decade that I've played since uh, since I've played a villain. Yeah, I just don't think I could do it even in even in Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, I would. This is why I would do an Elder Scrolls games. Sometimes I would want to know like what would happen if I choose to kill this person or whatever. And for funsies, I would save my game, like hard save, like not mm-hmm. auto save, hard save the game. And I love doing this in Fallout 3 in the town that had like the nuclear warhead there yep. where you would just run in and like murder everyone in town <laughs> and then but then load up your old save file. So none of it was permanent. None of it actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would do that from time to time. It was kind of cathartic. But just in terms of like where the decisions like affect things in the long term. Like I can just never bring myself self to do it. And I know Dragon Quest 12, you know, it would be that kind of like long-term decision-making if that were the case. And I just, I just could not see myself going down that like villain route, maybe on a second playthrough or something, but yeah. Now, if there are multiple storylines like that in terms of choices, absolutely playing through like most of the different uh, pathways would be, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So it's also interesting because my head canon for Dragon Quest 12, it f- sounds so amazing to myself, at least that right. I know that I just feel like I'm going to be so let down <laughs> when 12 releases, because, you know, I've got this whole, like, it's not really Erdrick under the bed theory. And, like, uh, yeah. you know, it's when the dragon falls into darkness. It's a, it's a sequel to 11 and you get to play as a villain or a hero and blah, 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 blah. Like all yeah. that sounds really cool. And so when none of that really happens, like I'm really trying to keep myself from being like, oh, like I keep telling myself like, Austin, this probably isn't what's going to happen. Like so, you're not a game designer. So keep it in check. Yeah. But uh, but I do think those things would be cool. And just kind of based on what we know already, what Yuji Horia said, 
I think those things are are likely. They could be. Like I I like those. Just remember to keep it in your pants, King. <laughs> Other game that was announced at 35th that I'm going to put at a 2 is Dragon Quest 10 offline. I yeah, think I don't expect it. I do think it's coming west eventually. I don't think they're going to show it at E3. I think right. that I think, you know, they did show it during the global presentation or whatever, but um, I don't expect to see that at E3, mostly because if they show it at E3, then they're going to have to confirm that it's a global release. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I don't see that happening yet. Maybe next no. year. Maybe E3 2022 will have that. But I don't see that happening this year. So I'm at like a two for that one. Yeah, I'm I'm even less. Let's give it a one. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't think they're going to do it. Then we have Dragon Quest Kinesh Kinesh, the little eraser game, Dragon Quest Erase Erase, which is coming west. It is coming out over here. Uh, we have yep. that confirmed. <laughs> the title isn't confirmed yet uh, for for an international audience. Uh, so it doesn't look like they're doing a you know literal translation there with Dragon Quest Erase Race. <laughs> I kind of wish they would. It's fun to say. Yeah, if they called it that, I'd love it. What is the likelihood that we're seeing this at E3? Zero. Yeah. One. Like I, I, I don't see them doing much with a racy race. It's not the kind of game that you promote at E3. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Square Enix is going to prove us wrong and show it off for like ten minutes. But yeah. But it just—it's not the kind of game that is generally shown at E3 or that developers, you know, save for their like big reveals like that. And I just—I really don't think it's going to be shown at, at E3 at all. Like I'm putting this one at like a zero. I can't see them slowing down the presentation with a racy race <laughs> for a mo for for like a Candy Crush mobile game. Yeah, it's like yeah. Dragon Quest 12, Dragon Quest Treasures, new spinoff, Erasers. It's like I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't think they will. Now, if yeah. it were tacked or something like that, some kind of actual, I hate saying actual gameplay, but the the traditional more RPG gameplay, I could yeah. see it fitting in. But with it being a, a mobile puzzle game like that, I don't think it fits with what they would do, be doing at E3. Yeah, it's like Square Enix's sizzle reel here. It's probably going to be like Final Fantasy 16, Dragon yeah. Quest 12, uh, probably some... Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker stuff because you got to touch on the MMO. It's probably going to have some kind of Final Fantasy 7 stuff. So I think you're going to see those kind of things and it would just be weird I think to be like Dragon Quest Racy Race at like in, <laughs> yeah, in the in the middle of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it just doesn't fit. Like it may be a really fun game, but uh I don't expect it to be in this presentation. Dragon Quest Nine remake. Let's talk about that one. Still, from you know, like the Slime Time episode, they were ex all of them seem to be expecting it, or most of them. I keep seeing it all over the internet, so we got to touch on it. But I'm still like at a. I was pretty low for the 35th anniversary on a Nine remake, and I'm. I think I'm even lower now at E3. I mean, I'm putting this one at like a one. I just. Yeah. I just don't think Dragon Quest re Nine remake is in the pipeline right now. Or if it I is, it's like way down the line. I would love for it to be in the pipeline. I would adore having this game remade on Switch or PC or anything, even mobile, uh, because you can hook up controllers to uh, to a, a mobile uh, device now and play it. Like, that would be great. I don't think it's going to happen. 
I expect it to be a one, maybe a two, if you want me to be optimistic. No, no, let me give it, let me give it a three as optimism. Let me give it a one as realism. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a one. Let me put that pragmatism. I'm at a one being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> like, just my whole thing is like, you know, we know Infinity Strash is coming out at some point, or it's supposed to come out at some point later this year. Right. The Die Mobile game is coming out in full release sometime, probably this summer, maybe even at E3. Maybe that's going to be one of those things where they're like, here you go, like companies do at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, where they just, you know, throw something out at release that day of. I do hope that we get something released like that. While you're saying that, like, I can't figure out which one it would be unless it's a racy race, but I hope that we get something the day of. Yeah, so you have that going on. We know that Dragon Quest Three Remake is coming. Uh, based on the live stream, they're going to do that same 2D thing for 2D HD thing for 1 and 2 as well. So that's got to be on their minds. Dragon Quest Twelve is the big thing that they're you know going to be trying to get out. You have Treasures and... You have the 10 offline thing. You have the version six of 10 coming out, at least, you know, in Asia. And so it's like, there's just all these things happening right now that you've got to think is going to cover Dragon Quest releases for at least the next like two or three years. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't see a DQ nine remake anywhere in in those cards right now. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. It's uh, I don't, my uh. biggest thing, my biggest thing with nine remake too, is that like all this other stuff, not to like just dump on people who keep thinking the nine remake is coming, but it's like all this other stuff has been like confirmed or previously announced, you know, like they right. mentioned, they mentioned a DQ three remake back in like 2018. They mentioned a DQ 10 offline version as a possibility back in like, I think 2018, they mentioned, you know, that Dragon Quest 12 was in de- development for sure. in Like 2019. And so it's like, there's just all these things. The Monsters game that's Treasures Now was 2018 as well. There's just all these things that they've said already. Whereas Nine Remake was just like, hey, the band got back together last summer to celebrate its 10th anniversary. Yeah. And there hasn't been a remake for Nine yet. But it's not like anyone involved with those projects or who would be involved with those projects have said like, yeah, we're doing it or anything like that. And so it's just like, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see it happening right now. I mean, yeah. I would love it, but I don't see it happening right now. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would love it. It is like my favorite Dragon Quest game, and I want to be able to do it online. Like, I really want Dragon Quest Nine online to be able to play with folks, but I am not optimistic about it. I'm laughing because I think in last week's episode, you said Eleven was the best Dragon Quest game, and in the episode before that, you said Dragon Quest Builders 2 was your favorite. <laughs> Well, mainline game, Dragon Quest Nine is my favorite. I think Dragon Quest Eleven is the best. Like objectively and, uh, best. Objectively okay. the best game. And I think that uh, Dragon Quest Builders is like my favorite overall. If I'm just going to put in a Dragon Quest something, it's going to be Dragon Quest uh, Builders 2. Yeah, I gotcha. I just, I'm, see, I'm the same way. I, I can never, I will never rank the Dragon Quest games. Like I know right. that's kind of like a thing to do and fans love to do it. I personally can will will never and can never rank the mainline Dragon Quest games because my opinion changes from time to time on which ones I think are better than others. But it's just like, I, I don't know. I can never decide. I can never make up my own mind. Like, it's just impossible for me to rank them because I get to thinking about them. And I'm like, you know, I really love six a whole lot more than most people do. 
Um, so I think, you know, it would be like in my number like four spot, but oh wait, Dragon right. Quest nine. I really love Dragon Quest nine. So maybe that's number four and six is five. And then I just, I can never settle on anything where I can, I can definitely say 11 is my favorite, but then four is usually my go-to number two, but even that changes. Right. And so it's just like, I can never rank them. So, I mean, I get it when you, when you say like, this is my favorite, this is the best kind of thing. Yeah. I, I get that kind of like compartmentalization i guess <laughs> yeah i don't i don't even mean to be like uh, i'm not even trying to be coy about it it's like i'm not trying to be a goldfish here <laughs> but what? I'm, shh, coy i'm not trying to be coy it's like a big goldfish oh, you you went out or something or maybe you were playing oh. drums on the mic i don't know what you're doing <laughs> i did i was playing drums like, but i'm Oh, okay. It's yeah, a, I couldn't hear your words because you're playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a terrible joke, and I mean, like, I'm not trying to be coy. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm not going to commit to anything. It's like, or I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just like, no, I have different like different qualifications on which one I enjoy the most, like which is the best game, that kind of thing. Yeah, same here. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Dragon Quest Nine might actually move over Builders Two if it were on the Switch instead of the uh, 3DS and having so much content knocked out of it. Yeah, and you could play multiplayer with more people than just me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we're in the same location, like once every uh, year or so. Yeah. Yeah, online play is uh, much better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. So anyway, this uh, episode. Uh, maybe we're wrong about some stuff already because it's going to go live the morning of the first day of E3. So we'll soon find out how much we were right about and how much we were wrong about. And then assuming that Dragon Quest stuff is actually shown and actually we have some stuff to talk about, then we'll do a follow-up episode next week talking about the some of the cool stuff we've seen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you guys for listening to today's episode, though. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. If you want to become a patron, like our newest patron, Joseph, you can Joseph! find us on, on patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. If you want to talk to me individually, you can find me on Twitter at dragonquaston. And you can find me on Twitter as at Professor Beach. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, the Geek to Geek podcast, uh, everywhere that podcasts are, probably where you're listening to this. And if you want to talk in our community, we have a great one at Geek to Geek Media. So you can go to geek2geekmedia.com and find invite links to Discord and Slack. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.